Jason Cousineau and I, Eric Renderking Fisk, discuss organizations and individuals' efforts to shut down the conversation about the lab leak hypothesis and the dangers of gain-of-function experiments on deadly pathogens. Why do these people try to discourage and even ban discussions about where SARS-CoV-2 originated? Why is there an effort to squelch conversations about the implications to the world if this was indeed a genetically modified virus? This is the For the World Chronicles radio show's special for February 23rd, 2021. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You and I have been talking a lot about the lab leak hypothesis, mm-hmm. whereas um, we did we did a show, and I believe it was called "Revenge of the Lab Leak Hypothesis." And yep. we have I'm just going to scroll who through here. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12 different articles about people talking about how the lab leak hypothesis is either very likely or highly probable. Or, so, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're saying we have sources we have, that we were re-quoting from. We have sources, Jay. That way there, we're not, in, we're not being ambiguous at all. We, we have sources. We have sources, Jay. Multiple sources. Am am, am I I wrong in saying that we have multiple sources? No, not even remotely. Okay. And we do, some of the actual sources are from genuine um, medical journals. Not these fly-by-night things. We even like quoted The Lancet, I believe, which is one of the biggest ones. The Bulletin of Atomic Scientists who have done incredible work over the past couple of decades, explaining why nuclear war is a bad idea and what would right. actually happen. They're the, they're the people who have that famous clock, whereas it's like right. how, how, how close the is doomsday it? Clock. The doomsday clock. Um, right. So these are not what you would call right-wing political mags, magazines. We uh, No, I mean, and but we also... yeah conspiracy theorist sources. No, I, I, I don't think they are. Now, if and these you, are the ones we are quoting from. Right. Now, if you think that the New York Times is a right-wing conservative um, publication, more power to you. Um, that means well, that you I would question your sanity. I, I, I would too as, as well. And one of the things that we have done, and um, we will post links to the episodes that we have done on social media where they are um, relevant. For example, I had posted a couple of links to Revenge of the Lab Leak Hypothesis, published February 14th, 2021, on one of the posts that PBS Frontline put up about China's deadly secrets and how they kept all of these secrets during the original outbreak of the coronavirus. And yep. and um and I posted this and I sent and I and I sent you the link. 
Yep. And I am going to go back to it really quick. If I can just find the link again, what the hell is wrong with me? Don't answer that question. We don't have enough time to answer that we question. We, Continue. We, all right. <laughs> Ooh. That's don't, it's don't say that like that. Come on, man. Oh, it's, it's a family it, show. Oh, it's 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 funny how you click that link and it takes you. All right. And then, and I had posted. The thing is is that the name of the show is the the name of the link rather is um, in public, the World Health Organization praised China's early COVID response. In private, they had concerns. And I actually watched the show twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had posted on this, looking at the actual evidence and prior incidents from the past 50 years. 50 years! Right. Lab no, this is not an impulsive thing. Right. Lab leak is most probable. The lab accident in June 2014 at the CDC where a highly infectious strain of anthrax brought about the monitorium of gain-of-function experiments in the United States. The same gain-of-function experiments that the Wuhan Institute was doing on coronaviruses leading up to October 19th, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, to, uh, October 2019 with a link to revenge of the lab leak hypothesis. And of course... Charles Arnold had said, now, Charles Arnold, I don't understand him. Now, he's in, he's all, he also wears a fedora in his profile pic. So I'm not sure if he's being sarcastic. Yeah. All right. I, oh, yeah. I'm sure something called the Fedora Chronicles is very credible. Jay, how many, again, how, how, many, how many articles did we source? As I recall, it was eight. No, it was 12. 12. 12. 12. Yeah. Now, this woman, Joanne McIntyre. Steps it steps it into in with me, and he said, "Eric, I think the link. I think a leak of anthrax is very different than claiming that a secure lab somehow had a brand new zoonotic virus and somehow escaped. Do you know that our planet has a long history of brand new zoonotic viruses emerging, emerging, emerging? I hope you don't think this is something brand new, do you? Now, here's the thing: I extended an olive branch to her." And I said, Joanne McIntyre, I do not think this virus is a 100% brand new. I know that is most likely a variant of the virus that was harvested well, that was harvested and cultivated by scientists from the Wuhan Institute of Virology with from an abandoned copper mine in Mojang, Hanai, Hanai Autonomous Country, which is 1,803.8 kilometers or... 1,120.3 miles away. Between the space between Mohang and Wuhan, and from the time between 2014 and 2019, there were no cases of the disease or infections that, that's caused by the virus. The first case of the infection was reported to have originated literally across the street from the biolab. Coincidence? Also, leading up to the fall of 2019, there were safety concerns about this specific institution. I do not believe that this, this is the secure facility we've been led to believe. I am also sadly convinced that this variant, this variant or strain is genetically modified. I believe that it has been made more virulent due to gain-of-function experiments and modifications. 
there was a valid and legitimate reasons why the Obama administration and the National Institute of Health put a monitorium on such experiments, and it was a mistake to lift the ban here in the United States, and it was a mistake for other countries to allow those experiments to continue within their borders. Then Joanne McIntyre says, Eric, you do not think, so it doesn't matter that that the top virologist in our country who studied it in depth, what has said, I'm not sure if I read that sentence correctly. It's an awkward sentence. Yes. Have you not read what the experts in the field have been saying and for a long time now, leaders like Dr. Uh, again, Ma- yeah. again, the dozen links that we right. were referring to, the dozen places we were looking at, right, including New York Times noted conservative whack job con- um, conspiracy theorist magazine. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're right. We've never yeah. listened to any experts there, Joanne. Leaders nice will, to know you were paying yeah. attention. Leaders like Dr. Michael Osternholm have predicted this because of what's been occurring all over the planet. The lab existed in Wuhan to study this because of the dangers of zoonotic, new zoonotic viruses, for God's sake. Now, why is why is it binary? You know, why is it it has to be this? It can't possibly be that. Why is it not also possible that, yes, there's new zoonotic um, viruses that are coming out all the time. Right. However, I think this particular one isn't. It does not fit that description. It is not, you know, this is from a place that we suspect and have suspected for a while is not all that secure. Right. You know, why is it, why is it so only a Sith deals in absolutes? Why is it those absolutes? Why is it only one or the other? Why can't it be, okay, well, yeah, I'm not denying that those things exist. I'm not saying that it's not possible it's one of those things. I'm saying that in this particular instance, I don't believe that that is the case. Why why does it have to be one or the other? Why is it all or nothing? The world is not an A or B binary place. It is very, very much shades of gray. So it drives me nuts when people only deal in those well if it's not a it must be b well there is a c option and a d option hell if you want to you could probably go through the entire alphabet worth of options of things that it could possibly be but what we're saying is that based on not just our opinions but on the opinions of other experts in the world that i'm not buying it that this is something that would occur naturally you know, and th- these are the things that take me off, which is why discussing politics on Facebook becomes so. Well, let's just say the Kraken company is um, is well stocked right. and not in danger of going out of business anytime soon, because why do everyone just and, and it happens on both sides? Why is it just those two extremes? Joanne, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yes, there's such a thing as zoonic virus. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we're not saying that there's no such thing as those things. We're not denying the science of zoonic viruses. We are not at all. Not at what all. What we're saying is, in this case, not thinking that's a source. That's all we're saying. This, and this is the thing that just boggles my mind. The first reported cases of COVID-19 were reported 
reported to have originated at the Hunan wet market literally across the street from where these viruses were being studied and experimented on. How come the lab leak hypothesis is being poo-pooed so much. Especially when the guy who was its champion for so long is now saying we need to re-examine it. Peter Daszak went on to say that this theory should not be so easily discounted. He spent like a week and a half saying we should think, we should look harder at this. And then he, and then he retracted and went back. Uh, there were like four miners who were working in a, in, in, a, in a copper mine more than 11,000 miles away from Wuhan. Four miners who were working in a, in, a, in a cave or a mine where there were these horseshoe bats. Four of these people got sick and died from SARS-like complications. Few other people got sick in the region, but that was it. You never heard of anybody getting sick from this specific virus until maybe, maybe autumn of 2019 in a city that's 11,000 miles away. Yeah. That's not suspicious to anybody. How many years yeah. was it between two, um, 2014 and 2019? How many years is that, Jay? Uh, if my math is correct, that would be five. So for five years, for five years, this, this virus isn't seen or heard from. And it suddenly shows up spontaneously five years later, right across the street where they study these viruses. Why is and it's much more virulent, much more deadly and much more um, contagious. I could have sworn one of those articles we read also said that they have they have evidence of gain-of-function changes that were made to the virus. I seem to recall reading that. I don't remember if it was one of those on that that we used yeah. on that show or not. If not that episode, maybe one of the other episodes that we've done on this. Why is right. it that there's somebody like Joanne McIntyre going after us for talking about the lab leak hypothesis when the evidence well, for, for when the evidence for a lab leak is so, well, so damning? Well, I found interesting... What I found interesting about that is that Google's infamous fact check did not speak up at all about anything we had said, but she felt the need to. Yeah. You know, speaking of leaving it to the experts. Right. Not that I think Google fact check is all that factual anyway, but. Now, this doctor that she quoted in the, in the, in the Daily Mail looking mm -hmm. at this article. Zoonotic diseases that jump from animals to humans pose a big threat to humanity as nuclear war or climate change, argues John Vidal. I don't disagree with him. Right. Again, we're not denying that these things exist. We're not saying that those things don't exist. Therefore, this virus can't be one of those things. That is not what we're saying. In fact, have we ever said that? We have never made that claim i definitely think that there's something more going on here and i think that organizations like the world health organization and the cdc is withholding information because they don't want to scare the fuck out of us they, right. they which, is, which is believable 
you don't want people to make the case we shouldn't be gathering these these viruses up and studying them you don't want to shut down all these institutions and i i completely totally agree that we should be hunting down these viruses and studying them in the event that something should happen so we know what the virus oh we've seen this virus before blah 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 i don't think that we should be experimenting on these viruses to make them more deadly Right. I don't get the scientific thought process behind that. Other Here than- is a virus that is mildly dangerous but highly contagious. What purpose is there in making it more dangerous that doesn't have some form of thought process behind it that is more nefarious in nature? What is the purely scientific benefit of taking a very deadly virus and making it more contagious, which is what they do with gain of function. One of the things they can do with it anyway, or taking a virus that is very contagious and then making it more deadly. What scientific purpose does that prove? What, what methodology drives that question to be asked to the point where it gets approved as a means of study and gets funding to what end is that we're not talking about like, well, it's possible that this virus can kill cancer. Okay, yeah, I can see that. That doesn't seem to be the case here. And again, based on the plethora of information that we have, because China is so open and willing to share everything, we know exactly what went on. Oh, that's right. No, we don't. Let's not forget that there were a number of critics, a large number of critics, saying that China, and the way they handled the virus when the outbreak first started, if it was any other country would be open for lawsuits because if they had done the right thing, the virus would never have spread the way it did, which lends itself to other conspiracy theories that they did it on purpose kind of stuff, which we're not even going down that particular rabbit hole. We're just saying that it is possible that this is an engineered virus. That's all we're saying. We're not saying that they did it on purpose and then released it to kill people because they hate whitey. We didn't even say that. We're not even going down that rabbit hole. Well, yet. I mean, if they let us eventually, maybe we will because it's a fun thought. But, you know, and people are just freaking out over us saying that, is it possible that this was an engineered virus? But it's said it wasn't. Okay, so you, you trust them. You, you, you trust people who habitually lie to you. You, to, you trust a government that habitually lies to you. At some point, you have to rip the Band-Aid off and realize they lie to you, not for your benefit, but for theirs. Right. If If we actually knew for a fact that the reason why half a million people here in the United States alone has died from this virus because somebody was playing with this virus to see how bad they could get it. Don't you think that there should be some kind of repercussions, especially after scientists had actually said, this is a bad idea. You shouldn't do this. The consequences are far too high. Outweigh any benefits. There's no benefit to doing this. Right. You, what, you don't get anything by taking a virus and seeing how bad you can get it simply because you have a brand new toy 
to play with. Right. Now, this gets back to something that we were talking about earlier in in earlier episodes. I am very, very suspicious of people who go on these crusades or these jihads to debunk absolute total strangers. I really have a hard time with somebody who has nothing better to do than to trash somebody who is who is asking questions and searching for answers. I'm not saying that somebody like Joanne McIntyre is a hired gun for these organizations. But I think it's I think it's very unusual how you have this one person who goes after me and a couple of other people on this and she is dead set against people just discussing the possibility of the lab leak hypothesis who will not allow people to discuss whether or not gain of function experiments should be continued in peace. There's right. something there's something about people who get it in their heads that somehow they are the purveyors of truth and they have to debunk people who are merely asking questions or who are speculating on a hypothesis. That to me worries me. And it gets back to something else that I've been talking about. You're not allowed to color outside the lines. If you are going to continue to participate on social media, you have to have all of these core beliefs and you have to believe exactly what we are being told by the elites, by the plutocrats. By the intel, uh, by the intellectual betters. Yeah. Back in the back in the seventies and early eighties, there were so many people who were saying nuclear reactors of this kind are bad and they're dangerous. We should not be ha- using this type of nuclear re- reactor to make electricity. And people were saying, "Oh no, you're crazy! You're crazy! You're nuts! Nuclear energy is perfectly safe." There's not nothing could possibly ever go wrong because there are so many safety protocols in place and nobody within their right mind would violate those safety protocols. And then this little thing called Chernobyl happened and it's taken at least 20 or 30 years for us to look at what happened at Chernobyl and realize that there there was at least one engineer who was doing an experiment or a test who violated safety protocols to prove a point about how safe the reactor was and how right. and and how you could jumpstart um, a water pump as the nuclear reactor turbine was winding down after a certain number of RPMs. That to me is pretty scary. What happened? And I'm not. Here's the thing. I'm not saying that what happened at Chernobyl is exactly what happened at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Maybe I am. Maybe I am just a little. Well, because not saying that outright. What you're saying is, why can't we look at it and see if that is the case? Why can't we have a conversation and discuss whether or not safety protocols were not followed? Right. Why can't we have a conversation about whether or not these gain of function experiments should have been allowed to continue? And it's an honest question. It really is. And one would think an important question to ask, were they doing something they shouldn't have been doing? And that is why this virus got out. 
why are we why is the narrative being shoved down our throats and yes shoved because when you don't allow anyone to talk about any other thing you are shoving a narrative down someone's throat why is that narrative that this couldn't have been developed in a lab and the people who are credentialed and know whereof they speak that say otherwise that have the temerity to speak out against the party line are being well stifled we'll just say stifled because they're not there's not like they're being imprisoned or anything like that but that conversation is being dismissed why is that why can't we ask that question why is that a forbidden question to be asking at all when it seems to me that is a very valid question to be asking i have put out an invitation to joanne mcintyre to come on our podcast and answer those questions now before as soon as i posted a response to her she came back with a response pretty quickly almost instantly it was scary how quickly she came back with some of her some of her responses it's funny how she had an article ready to go when i to counter a point that i had made but the minute that i said joanne are you on Skype and are you on Zoom? Would you like to come on the Fedora Chronicles radio show and discuss with us how we're wrong? Yeah. Haven't heard from her. Call us out, woman. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. We ain't afraid of you telling us we're wrong. We were both married at one point. Right. Well, you still are. I still right. am. I know, I know what it's like to be proven when I'm wrong. On, right. the rare, on the rare occasion, it actually happens. Okay, we'll go with rare. <laughs> just give it to me. Just please. Just let me have it, man. Just let I me. Just, 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 just let me win this argument just once. <laughs> I just want to win just one argument. Why can't you let me win? Damn it, Jim. But that's how, that's how some of these people come off. That's how these people like you, you, like for some reason, it's like a forbidden topic. Like uh, I'll take another fine example. People get so angry when you bring up putting pineapple on pizza or anchovies. People lose, people lose their shit when you talk about putting anchovies and pineapple on the same pizza. They lose their freaking minds. I I love pineapple on pizza. I'm just, I'm not afraid. I am going to just flat out admit it i like pineapple on pizza why do you and want you know what yeah i've i've had i've had sorry uh, what is it anchovies. anchovies on pizza and it's not bad you've just got to have some other shit on there because otherwise just a little too salty but yeah it's and those are opinions what you like to eat flavor wise is the ultimate expression of an opinion for fuck's sake and people lose their mind. If you like pineapple on pizza, just unfriend me right now. Okay, done. If you're that kind of judgmental prick who's unwilling to consider the possibility that someone may gasp horror of horrors, like to eat something you do not, and you cannot stomach to have those people in your life, you're probably not a person worth knowing. The Either idea, that or you need professional help. The idea that you need to you need to shout people down who are asking a legitimate question is scary to me right and again why aren't more people asking that question 
it doesn't seem to me to be that egregious a question to be asking. And I'm more suspicious that it's not being asked by more people. By merely asking the question, what really happened is cause for you to be deplatformed or to be shouted down on social media. And how is that a good thing? I don't, I don't understand that. How does that make us as a people better? How does that make us as a society or as a, as a generation, as a nation, how does that make us better? That just nod your head and follow along. Row well and live. What's going to happen when, not if, but when the consensus changes and people start saying, oh yeah, this was, this was definitely a lab leak. Somebody who should not have been holding or handling this virus had an accident. And maybe we should stop experimenting on this. Not when, not if, but when this happens. What are we going to do then? Well, the goal is to prevent that from ever being the case, from anyone ever talking about it and bringing that up. That is the goal. Because what happens the next time a virus is released from the lab accidentally, and it's a far more dangerous virus? Far it, more contagious, far that, more deadly, far more like COVID, but like the rumors of COVID when it, they fir it first started right. hitting us. Because I had a doctoral student tell me almost two years ago that her biggest nightmare was a containment breach on some of the things that she was working on when she was a student in one of the most prestigious colleges or universities in Cambridge, Massachusetts or Boston, Boston, Massachusetts, not, 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 yeah. you know, and because and we know that they're out there, we know that there are these labs who are working on these horrible viruses, seeing if they can make them even more dangerous because we're, they're doing cutting edge, re, cutting edge research in genetics. Let's see if we can combine this genome with this genome, see what happens. Oh my God, we made an airborne version of rabies. I'm, I'm, I'm being a little sarcastic, a little hyperbolic because, to, you know, to prove a point. But the idea that you talk about this is somehow freaking taboo. Yeah. That's, that to me is terrifying. Other listeners reached out to us and said, had, had reminded me of, an, of the book review that I did on the dead hand. Whereas it's a book about how the Soviets, now the Russians, and the United States and NATO were actually experimenting on weaponizing pathogens. And some of those escaped. Yep. Leading right up to 1991. The, so the former Soviet Union accidentally almost wiped out an entire town because somebody installed an exhaust fan improperly and accidentally spread a virulent strain of anthrax on a small village. That's a small village out in, out in Russia. Wuhan is a major city in China. Yeah. yeah. And the minute you say, I think, hey, maybe this is what happened, or we should look and investigate in whether or not you're a bad person, you need to be deplatformed, you need to be shouted down. That's scary. Those are the questions that need asking the most and the fact that we can't as a society just say all right i disagree with you i don't think that is the case 
we have to not ask that question. You're not allowed to ask that question. Does that sound like freedom? No, that does not sound. That does not sound. No, not even remotely. That is creepy as hell, to be honest with you. Well, yeah. And it's... And some of these people just do not realize how that comes across to others of us who are... I don't have anything nefarious I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say that China is bad, that they're evil people and they want to destroy the world. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I don't know. I'm just asking, why are there so many fucking people dead the world over and no one's allowed to ask a very pertinent and important question relative to that? Why can't I ask, is it possible that someone there fucked up? Why is that such a bad thing to speak about or hypothesize about? I don't get it. And why, why is why is asking questions bad? That ter- that terrifies me. And and we're we're looking at we've been recording for almost two hours. <laughs> you told me we were going to do a quick thirty minute one. <laughs> Oopsie! <laughs> Liar! <laughs> Jay, I'm sorry that we took so long. No, that's all right. Oh, shit. I'm late for work. All right. I'll I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Thor Chronicles radio show. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our show notes, past episodes, and articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, Chronicle at google.com are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions and if it's any good we promise we will read your comment on the air support the show by contributing to our patreon page patreon.com slash fedora chronicles for mere dollar a month you get early access to the podcast updates on what we're doing and for five dollars a month you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at zazzle.com slash store slash Chronicles. The theme songs for the show are Royal Flush and Black Cabaret by Olive Music. All other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by Premium Beats from Shutterstock. Copyright The Fedora Chronicles 2020. All rights reserved. On behalf of my co-host Jason and I, this is Eric Renner-King-Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and your fedoras on.